0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. Do I have to kill you? What if I was just to kick the ever-loving shit out? and welcome once again to You Have Offended This Podcast. We watch martial arts movies. My name is Mike McCarron, and with me, as always, is a man who only leaves hair on the back of his head with a long ponytail, Chad Lindsay. How you doing, man? Oh, I, I thought you might say something like, goes to the tavern and buys
1: drinks for everybody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's probably would have been a better thing to say, but the hairstyles in this movie got me rolling. So,
1: <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, I... I- quite impressed with how it goes from like bald to full-figured hair on such a straight line i thought it was i thought it was very cool. pretty impressive
0: pretty impressive yeah i like those the long long braids that they have the pippy longstock and single braid in the back pretty dope i enjoyed it oh yeah all right yeah so we are doing 2006 is fearless this week uh this is our first foray into jet lee uh jet lee's another one of those fellas much like Donnie Yen or Jackie Chan or Samuel Hung. He can actually do all of the Kung Fu stuff himself. He does his stunts and stuff. He's a bad man. So uh, I'm excited to actually get into this. I hadn't seen this one for a very long time. And, uh, well, probably since it came out in 06. And forgotten most of the beats in it. So it was cool to go back and see it. And uh, we should mention off the top that uh, you watched the... Straight theatrical release, and I like a dumbass watched the two hour and twenty minute director's cut. Yeah, so yeah,
1: we watched. We both watched different cuts. So I, I bought, I uh, rented the uh, the one that was an hour forty. Spent half my goddamn day watching this thing. Watched the one that was two twenty. So there's a lot of there's a lot of references that you would be able to make that I'd be like,
0: "What did you watch the same movie as me, motherfucker?" (laughs) Did not.
1: But the thing that I really like about Jet Li, because, you know, you and I have gone to the theater to see a lot of his movies. I really do like this guy's range of characters that he portrays. Like, first thing I think I saw him in was, I think it was Lethal Weapon 4.
0: Oh, yeah, right, right.
1: Where he showed up in a small role and you're like, oh. And, you know, you've got Mel Gibson, you've got Danny Glover, you've got Joe Pesci. And for someone to stand out and be like, whoa, who the fuck is this guy? You know what I mean? amongst that cast, yeah. With that cast, him standing out like that, I thought was great. And then, of course, he did Hero, Romeo Must Die, uh, that one Unleashed where he was was Bob Hoskins' dog and shit. And the one, like, this guy's got so many really cool different roles that he has taken, and... This being more of a historical piece, I really, really had fun going through. I really enjoyed this one.
0: Yeah, it's fun, man. I, I like it a lot. The the cinematography in this is beautiful. I'm gonna talk about that a lot because man this movie looks good. It it had a, a decent budget. The the budget was in US dollars about fourteen million. Oh wow. Box office yeah. it, it it did pretty well, man. It made sixty eight point one million US. That is a lot of money it's a lot of cashish rolling rolling here,
1: so yeah,
0: yeah man it's a it's a good flick high budget and it it uh, is one of the I guess dynasty trilogy that Jet Li did of, of martial arts movies so uh, it's it comes across as very cool and it's based on the real guy so dope all right, let's get into this before we do that. we want to always thank our patrons Mike and Mike you guys rock thanks for being there. if you would like to become a patron, we would love to have you as a patron do that. Go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. And there's five different levels there. You can join up as low as five bucks a month gets you all of our podcasts, the full versions, plus the partial arts episodes. When we do those, we're doing a really fun one next. I can't wait for so go there, check those out, see what level works for you. You can also, if you don't want to become a patron, which I don't know why you wouldn't, but if you want to help us out, (laughs) you can go to our website. That's offendedpodcast.com. And if you want to buy some merch there, we have t-shirts, we have raincoats and fanny packs and hats and mugs and bucket hats and all kinds of cool stuff. If you want to get something for your money, go there and uh, pitch in there. We get a taste of that and it helps us out as well if you don't want to be sort of on a recurring payment type deal. Check us out on our social media. You can go to at YHOTP on Twitter, on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Just search for You Have Offended This Podcast, and you'll find our pages and groups and all that stuff. So check us out there. You'll get a heads up as to what movies we're doing. You'll get little clips. We make audiograms that give little tastes to the podcast to make you laugh. Uh, let us know what movies you want to see. We've got our season three planned out now, but let us know. I mean, we can always throw one in a partial arts. Let us know favorite actors, actresses, anything like that, and we will get around to it. So thanks, everybody, and let's get rolling on Fearless here. So this movie uh, opens up. Actually, you go ahead, dude. I'll let you take it because I'm going to talk fucking forever about the goddamn (laughs) two-and-a-half-hour version I watched.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, your version starts out with Michelle Yeoh talking about making Wushu an Olympic sport. In this particular one, it kicks right into the action, really. You've got the Western fighters, you know. You've got the British boxers, you've got a Belgian lancer, and you've got a Spanish fencer. And basically Jet Li is in the ring of this beautiful building. Like when you talk about the the budget for this film, the sets must have cost a... Like, like they're in this beautiful, beautiful room with this like glass dome, which was probably C- CGI, but you know, all this ornate... Uh, wood and yeah. all these structures and you've got these drummers and patios. It's such a beautiful set, man. Like, before the ass-kicking takes place, you know, I, I'm the type of guy that loves my asses being kicked in beautiful locations al- around the world. <laughs> uh, yes, I love it. I love watching a Belgian ass get kicked <laughs> while there's tapestries in the background and ornate uh Ornate photos, woodworking thrown about. Yes, and, yes. you know, you get a bunch of, like, Monopoly men looking old guys in their tuxedos and their big uh, mutton-chop sideburns. You've got all of the guys sitting around outside the raised platform, which was somewhat similar to uh, Bloodsport. But when it comes down to it, in this particular version, the fights are pretty quick. Like, yeah. And I understand that we're kind of in the in the opening. The fights are quick, but I have to say that they are decent. You've got really nice high-key lighting. Everything is in focus uh you've got some really nice wide shots so let's go through our let's go through our first uh fight there against the uh the british boxer
0: The British boxer is pretty jacked as far as that uh, as guy, a guy is goes. huge he's friggin massive yeah. he's speaking of the mutton chop sideburns. I mean he comes out and when he squares up with jet Lee Li, like he is substantially larger like if you're thinking weight classes, yeah, you know you're looking at a welter weight here. Versus a heavyweight or a super heavyweight. Like, he's a big dude. But Jet Lee is so goddamn fast with his hands, he looks good. When you see Jet Lee throw, you can tell this guy knows what he's doing.
1: Yeah, and I'm not sure if it was done for time or what have you, or maybe the styles didn't quite mesh. Yeah. They're a little tight on it, they're a little tight on the boxing. He looks a little slow. But overall, it's half decent. And then next, we've got the Belgian Lancer. He comes in wearing his. Colonel Mustard fucking outfit and his white (laughs) herb tarlet belt. And uh, these guys are going with the Lancer spears. And I actually like this. I thought it was good. I thought it was really
0: fast. This is a cool-ass fight. This is a very cool fight. I like it. They're long. It's like a... Jesus, it's got to be an 8 to 9 foot long spear. And, uh, man.
1: I, I do like the edit on it. You've got a couple of really wide crane shots. But when... Uh, he moves in on Jet Lee Li. like they'll cut to a uh, a closer shot and you know, they get they get in there, it's a nice exchange. It shows both men are quite proficient at their art, but uh Jet Lee does lay the uh major Benson Winifred Payne on him and beats his ash.
0: <laughs> he does. And apparently from what I read, the guy that is the Lancer, I forget the gentleman's name, Anthony DeLongis, maybe. No, that's the longsword guy. I forget this guy's name, but he wanted an actual point on the sword because, like, he actually uses it. He trains with it. And he said it would look weird if it was, like, a fake point or something on it like that. And when, you know, he said that, a lot of the crew and the director was like, ah, I don't know if we should have an actual metal point on the thing. So he got uh, somebody at the on the set to, like, hold up a stack of newspapers and he stabbed this sword from the end directly in the middle of the newspapers, like wham, and like super under control, stabbed it right through the middle. And all the people were like, "Oh fuck, this dude knows what he's doing." What? And even one of the one of the martial arts choreographers was like, "Holy shit balls! Look at this guy. All right, cool. No, put the point on it. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. We're gonna we're gonna put sir, that point on there I for you, do. sir. Yeah, this is cool, man. Like he's he's not happy with how this fight goes. He he gets bested by by uh, Hua." or huo here i should say and he like breaks his staff in half and tries to to fight him with the shorter staff and the the stick on the of the other part and it ends up with huo pointing the long the long spear at his neck and and the spanish guy's spear part cannot reach huo anymore
1: yeah because you broke it in two buddy why'd you break your spear in two you dipshit
0: (laughs) now it's shorter way to make your long sword shorter you numskull.
1: yeah but it was good and like that that shot where he puts it right onto his uh neck jet Li oh it's great puts it right onto his yeah. neck under control i thought it was great it's it's really good and then we have the uh little fencing uh scene coming up here
0: which is also awesome these two guys are great like anthony Delongis is is this guy here this is the spanish longsword guy and he's got the cool leather gauntlets but like yeah they do just enough wire work here to make it cool where Jet Li like jumps when he swings through and like slices across the chest protector and stuff. That like, was it's cool, actually man. really
1: awesome. Like it looks, it looks so good. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of nerd out here too because I love the costumes and I love the facial hair. And like, yeah, you know, me too. Everything in this really works. And then you get these like really, really wide shots that pull in and you get to see the whole room and all the people. And the beautiful architecture and the stage, like, it, it's really nice. And then, of course, Jet Li starts giving him some moves and uh, slices his gauntlet off, which was yeah. so cool, man. Very awesome. I love awesome. that. I, I thought it was amazing. And then, uh, of course, he ducks down and slides the sword in past the hilt and removes it from him, which
0: I thought was great, too. It's so good. And... You said it. They go from the really wide shots, and you can use a really wide shot like that when you have two guys that know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, and you can let them have three, four, five, six moves in a combination. Yeah, and you know it. It allows the viewer to be like, "Holy shit, look at this guy!" Yeah, because you're actually. To some, I was going to say in contrast to something like Showdown in Little Tokyo, where. They do have guys that know what they're doing, but the editing and the directing chops it up so bad it screws it up. This is not like that. They really let the people go.
1: Yeah, like on that wide, there's like a there's a super wide shot that they do where the camera is like dollying forward and slowly pulling in. But while it's doing that, that's not like before the ring announcer comes out Bruce Buffer and like announces it, they're going. <laughs> like they're fighting in the ring. While that's going in there, and you, like you said, you're seeing exchange, 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 back and forth, back and forth, because they're trained people, they know what they're doing, and it looks so good. And I I just really wish that more movies did this, like more yeah. movies allowed the actors to showcase their skills, but we're like five minutes into the movie, Jet Li has basically conquered three people, and now his final opponent fighter from japan Tanaka, kind of walking tanaka is awesome he's walking towards the ring and that's when we get our first flashback at this point we don't realize that this is kind of the chamber of commerce that is set this event up and jet lee is fighting these different fighters but what we don't know at this point is that this chamber of commerce uh does not want him to win because they don't want a swell of Chinese nationalist pride and they don't want to uh, appear weaker than the Chinese so this is a theme that we see a lot in Chinese films and yes you've got way more life experience than I do in this aspect where you lived in Japan for two years but can you explain to me well you can't but can you explain to me or no. attempt to explain to me why why is everybody racist towards chinese people
0: Yeah it's, that's a good question I mean it sucks because there's been so much and I mean I'm I'm kind of half talking up my ass here but there's there's been a I'll lot of it. people yeah a lot, <laughs> a lot of invasions from different places try to get into china try to get into japan try to get into southeast asia and i don't know man i don't know if it's that there's such a tight and by tight i mean densely populated population there that uh i guess societal norms and culture is very different there with respect to personal space and how you deal with people although it shit man i mean it's not like japan's super spacious like that's crammed in there too right yeah it's just like you know you watch I, You know, and me
1: learning mostly about culture through media, it was, you know, the mid-80s where I learned that uh, cops just beat the shit out of black guys randomly in South Central because of listening to music, right? Yeah. And, you know, when I watch movies like Bruce Lee, you know, where, where you know, there's signage that says, you know, no dogs are Chinese allowed. Um, yeah. And then you know we we watched the first Ip Man where the Japanese were like, "Yeah, you motherfucking Chinaman, we're gonna karate-size so, your ass, fuck you!" Right? And I just <laughs> I just wonder where like I just wonder what what that's what that's about. But
0: I don't know. It, it could also be that Chinese are very well. This is that's a fucking racist thing. I was going to say Chinese are very resourceful, but not everybody is. But I think a lot of people from china also would go and work in other places and because of that and you see that in other immigrant cultures as well where they'll come in and start from wherever they need to start from and then build up right Mm. and i think that taking those menial jobs when they first go somewhere whatever that outreach is to another country puts that prejudice of the country that they're living in Onto them of, you're lower than me, therefore you're my servant, therefore I don't like you, therefore you shouldn't be here, you're taking our jabs, meh, meh, meh,
1: Yeah,
0: all that horse shit. And because of the population of China, there's a lot of Chinese movement of people to other countries and expansion because a lot of them would just like to expand their horizons and go other places and then take those kind of jobs. And that leads to that that looking down upon. Yeah, I think that that it- could be part of it.
1: I just find it kind of fucked up. It's just like, you know, most of the time, yeah. you pop you pop a movie on and it's like, "Yeah, we don't like the Chinese." I'm like, "Why?" Like, what like they're just, you know, they're they're teaching martial arts or kung fu or wushu teaching and they kung got fu, families. Beef? They're going out and buying rice wine and, you know, they're just like nice nice little peeps, but there's always like other countries that are like in this particular film, they're like, "Oh, we can't let a Chinese win." Because the Chinese might start to rally behind this guy. And it's like Yeah. Yeah, so
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think also with a colonial power like that, where you have in this particular era, a country like Great Britain, where in this time they're a smaller country with nowhere near that population. Yeah. But you have that population subjugated. Yeah. You know once you've got the control of the place, you can't have an uprising because you are out fucking numbered.
1: Yeah. Well I mean you have to
0: keep them subjugated, right?
1: They, they, they had some balls, those British. Like, they had oh. some big fucking oh. balls. Eh, we're from a little island. Hey, guess what? We're taking over. Go fuck yourself. You suck on my little island balls. <laughs> suck on my island balls. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, that was a, that was a huge detraction there. But oh, I was just curious to talk about it. Just because it seems to be a constant theme in these martial arts films and Asian films is, you know, like the Chinese are always fucking stepped on.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, also just in living there, like everybody, I shouldn't say everybody, but most people here where we are in Canada are very like, Hey man, we can all get along. We all live in the same world, right? Like people are people. When I went away, I remember thinking fucking people are people and dirt's dirt and trees are trees. It doesn't matter where you are. Yeah. Like we just all live on the planet. Let's fucking get along. Cultural differences, are cool and they're fun to learn from but man you go live somewhere else for a little while like when i lived in japan japanese people generally speaking don't like chinese people chinese people don't like japanese people fucking korean people don't like japanese people (laughs) japanese people don't fucking like koreans you know what i mean and you think jesus christ guys like put that shit aside for fucking goddamn like come on man you all (laughs) have cool martial arts (laughs) all of you have cool martial arts (laughs) right jesus so i don't know Get along. That's our that's our thrust here. Fucking get along. All right. Anyways. Let's
1: jump back into this. Whoa sees so, his dad here, right? That's yeah, the next thing. We flash back thirty years. Whoa was a young boy. He's watching his father. He wants to learn wushu, but uh, he has asthma, and his father is concerned with this. And his son is always trying to emulate and copy his father. And his father's like, "No, you ain't learning nothing, son. Like you're too you're too weak." you're weak then uh and i'll just kind of hit some things then we can go back uh then of course he was watching his uh father fight Zhao, who wins after his father could have delivered a lethal blow but he holds back right and then Zhao takes advantage of that knocks him out of the ring and uh, yao is humiliated and vows to become the greatest martial arts fighter in town and restore the family honor and then uh, he's studying behind his father's back, and starts just beating ass all over town. So that's kind of. You will never lose. That's kind of that. That's kind of that section there. So yeah,
0: yeah. I like that scene where he's watching in the courtyard. He's peeking over, and he sees his dad doing the form. And uh, Colin Chu, who plays his dad, again, you can tell that dude knows what he's doing just by yeah. the way he moves. Badass looking form, and then he does that kind of iron palm technique on the stone bench yes and you you know and uh when young huo comes in after his dad leaves the courtyard and he kind of looks under and you just see a little bit of like dust coming out of the bottom yeah fuck it's a cool shot
1: yeah it's a really cool shot and the kid anyway, that yeah.
0: plays the young version of him
1: is so funny and cute. Like he's, he's actually he's so funny cuz his father's training um all of his students and he comes in with the with the tea and he's just like, <laughs> yeah. "Hey, I got your tea." And he's like, "Hey, get the fuck out." And he just makes this <laughs> little this little pouty face, uh which I thought was quite funny. I thought it was I thought it was great.
0: Yeah, it was really good. I like that kicks his ass out. But then he's you see young Huo here. Doing his forms in the field when he's supposed to be practicing calligraphy with Jin Sun here. Yeah, and, and by the way, the he two. sucks at calligraphy. Like he's yeah, he's not he's, great. He's, he's not, not great.
1: very good at calligraphy, so maybe he's better doing wushu. Um, but yeah, Huo yeah. is not good at calligraphy.
0: his calligraphy. Yeah. Blows, like, which we see later. later.
1: He's like just slapping the slapping the brush. <laughs> um, but yeah, then they go to town to watch his uh, watch his dad fight.
0: This is a cool scene man. This reminded it's me of really our good. Ip Man fight of our Ip Man podcast.
1: Yeah, very much so.
0: Right? This is like the martial arts street with the all the different factions coming together and the raised platform and everything. Like it really reminded me and brought me back to that. Yeah, and roughly movie. the same
1: uh time period, roughly.
0: Yeah. And the cool the little certificate thing they have to sign like, "Hey man, if you die, we're good, right?" Whoever yeah. wins gets gets this thing. It's like Jesus Christ! You got to sign a death certificate! Holy yeah. shit balls!
1: Yeah, they're not messing around. And no. the the way that that these films, like these historical films, like I love how they build the set of the town. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. It, yeah, it's likely all, it's likely you know building facades and stuff like that. But it looks really good, and the fact that they actually laid bricks down and mortar yeah. for them to fight on like they did a really good job set designer set decorator did an amazing job and the fights. oh my dope. god
0: the fight's amazing dude like and again they let these guys go they have yeah huo and uh I, this gentleman's name i forget his name is it jin yes the guy's fighting right now uh, what? Zao. his zao that's right zao is fighting but his zao's son is standing next to huo and like kind of bullying him a little bit like my dad's gonna kick your dad's ass my dad's yeah. older than your dad fuck your dad Fuck your ass! <laughs> but this is where, as you mentioned, Huo's dad here gets Zhao backing up and does that iron palm and just stops it right above his forehead, where he yeah. could have smashed his head in.
1: Yeah, because they I mean, he smashed a stone table, which yeah, like a, a skull. Do you remember? I almost said it, but I won't say the word. But uh, Jules Winfield in the back. <laughs> oh, we're switching. I'm washing the windows. We fucking you switching. picking up this skull? Skull. <laughs> yeah, I almost said that word, but I. Yeah. yeah but I mean, can't do that's, that. That's the thing. He like he he could have crushed his skull, and he didn't. And then. You know, and
0: then Zao just beats his ass and chucks him off the platform and is like, what's up? I won! Ha ha! Yeah,
1: I won. And now all the kids are just shitting all over him, like, laughing, like, "Yeah, hey, your dad's a fucking loser. it's uh, a
0: panzalina. Why don't you get up and try something, huh? Yeah. And to his credit, he does. He uh, does try here. He gets up on the platform. And I, I love this part. I love it for a couple of reasons. One... They're squaring up and Huo just like goes Brah! and just runs at Zhao's kid and gets he just gets punched right in his face. Yeah, but like life in the courtyard is going on as per normal with these yes. two children yes. death fighting <laughs> in the middle. Um, hey, there's <laughs>
1: anybody concerned that there's uh, kids up on the uh, fucking death stones? <laughs> but one like, of the shots that I actually really liked before they get up there. They show uh, uh, Zhao's kid is like talking mad shit, and then yep. he's like, "Well, why don't we fight?" And whoa, just like pops up into frame, comically. <laughs> like, yes, it was <laughs> really funny. Like I really right. like. I like everything about this film. Like this film did such a great job. Like where he just pops, pops right up into into frame. I, I thought it was <laughs> great. And then Jin there, of course, is dressed like kind of like the Pillsbury Doughboy there. You know, in his uh, little blue and white sailor suit, looking good. And uh, he is. now he's got to go home with his face beaten raw and face his father.
0: Yeah. And his dad's, uh, this is a good scene too, because his dad basically says, what are you doing? You're not supposed to be fighting, you know, and he, what, his dad's going to do something to him. Is that right? Like, yeah, his, his dad was going to like, he's, he's like, here, go get me a switch. That's right. Go get me a stick or something. Go get yeah. me the stick. Yeah. And then the mom comes in and is like, Hey man, he's already beat up. Like, yeah. Why don't you leave him alone? Yeah, to, like, of you don't want fucking to teach him a the, lesson
1: of getting beat up by beating him up.
0: <laughs> but the look, the look that the dad gives the mom is yeah. like, you fucking yeah. undercutting yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, he
1: does give her like, like, he's like, I'm gonna, I'll tell you one thing, I'll be using
0: that stick later. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, He's cut that, but he tells, he tells Woe here to go and copy down Confucius, I believe, or something like that, or one of the philosophers he tells him to go write out a section of his writings and yeah, yeah. here's where as you mentioned his calligraphy yeah. sucks yeah. he is he's just, just like blah, 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 blah. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck <laughs> he's no better than i am <laughs> no nor i no somebody told me to go write you know but the i think third he's just confuses. you know,
1: I, I think he's just angry and it's just fucking he's just slapping it on
0: oh he's doing it just to get it done because he's pissed yeah
1: yeah exactly
0: so yeah his mom comes in here i think right
1: yeah his mom comes in and has a little chat with him and he's all pissy and slapping through but there's some really good acting here like he and his mom he's so angry and then his mom comes in and just kind of takes that anger away and and he calms right down which i thought was really really cool
0: yeah the acting in this is very good everybody here is fantastic the little kid that plays whoa the mom jet lee later the girl sun lee uh who plays moon was oh, she called she moon in great. your version
1: yeah yeah she was yeah called moon okay
0: yeah so. she's great uh moon's mother or grandmother who, who plays grandmama or whatever in the village grandma tremendous son. grandma she's fantastic like yeah they're all really good so yeah i just wanted to make a quick note on the acting here that the score is going to be high just fyi
1: so we get uh young wow practicing and then we do a cut to uh grown up wow and now we get you know jet lee back and jet Li. he's a family man and he's doing his thing and he seems like such a nice guy but you know the more and more he practices his wushu and the more victories he has the more it hardens his heart and he becomes more reckless and is drinking and spending all of his family's money partying and boozing it up but uh
0: you know going down the wrong path
1: he goes down the wrong path maybe if his father taught him he would have learned a little bit of compassion because you know that's the thing his father being a very compassionate man doesn't doesn't destroy his opponent but it was also his father that wouldn't teach him so Well yeah, we and are. his
0: dad after after Zhao beats him, you know, I'm gonna put the beats him in quotes because yeah. he beat him after he could have caved his head in. But he sends Wow's dad off the platform, and even though he knows he lost in a shitty cheap way, he mm. still stands up and salutes him and does the okay you won yes, bow thing and gave that respect to him even though it was undeserved. Yes. And I think that's as you mentioned, as Woe here gets more and more proficient at his martial arts he is reticent to give that respect out to people
1: so let's fast forward a little bit when when he comes to town like there's the laughing beggar man is is the laughing beggar man kind of like far more intelligent than he may be given credit for in here because he seems to be saying prophetic things to him throughout the entire film yeah so i I think think, he kind of plays allegorically maybe he plays like somebody that would be a god in human form not as ne- not li- a literal god but you you know what i mean like those
0: no but yeah i think you're right i think he's he plays more of a role because i think if you look um at the characters here there's a character named uh Dante and another character he's a bellboy and there's another character who's a referee for one of the fights named Randall right in here now first of all it's hilarious that those two characters are named after kevin smith's clerk movies for real
1: oh my god dante and randall randall graves <laughs> right? and dante hicks oh my god i never and, got it i never got and i'm it. not
0: even making that up they were named after those two guys
1: <laughs> that and is amazing
0: now that said those two characters are meant to be the sort of rosencrantz and Guildenstern of the movie right which leads me down the shakespearean pathway into that laughing beggar man being kind of a court jester Falstaff kind of thing where he's playing stupid, but he's actually teaching something to the main character. Yeah. Right? Which he is along the way.
1: Yeah, right? he he's, really oh, is. oh,
0: you're going to be the champion. When are you going to be the champion? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And laughing at him, but kind of speaking truth to power in a way that is not recognized. Yes. You know? And just like you said, he goes to town here, and that guy laughs at him, and he ends up having to fight the uh, Zhao's kid who is now grown up on this high, 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 fucking high on ass this platform. This high
1: platform, yeah. And he strolls up, and it's good. Like uh, Zhao's
0: kid is pretty fucking jacked too. Like he is jacked. Like, and he signs a death waiver with pretty nonchalantly. Yes,
1: yeah. And then runs, the up those
0: poles, those, runs up those poles. Runs up the poles. But I like Fuck how he climbs
1: that. up. He climbs
0: up, and as soon as he pokes his head out, like he gets booted right in the face. Like it's oh my crazy, God. dude. Like he runs up those posts, and then he does the old school nineteen sixties Adam West Batman climb. Yeah, yeah, up the side does. of the thing. And as soon as his head pops up, yeah, Zhao's kid runs over and kicks him right in the fache. Yeah, he gets <laughs> one
1: good. But I love how soon as they start to fight on this platform, they were zoomed in close, but they pull way, 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 way back wide. And just so you get a sense of how goddamn high they are, like, it is awesome. And I really like this fight. I like this fight. I kind of like this fight better than the first three fights at the beginning, the setup. This is really well executed. And it gave me some anxiety a couple of times where they were going over the edge, man. It was good. It was crazy. There's
0: a little... uh, uh, the wire work in this, I was a little like, oh, okay, fucking come on. Like, <laughs> Honestly, there's times getting- where it's just...
1: The more arts, impossible. But the more we what? watch. The more we watch these martial arts movies. The more I'm kind of okay with the wire work because usually I'm oh, yeah? just like, no, I want it to be realistic. But there's a couple of times, and maybe it's just this film where he flips him over the edge and he kind of holds a push-up position, and I'm like,
0: yeah, oh my god, like He's yeah, got, like, you like you a planch that could, he pulls up with he, one hand. I'm like, he, you ah, could
1: never ever ever do that. But it's like, oh, he just throws himself up with one hand. All right, that's that's fine. I'll, I'll accept it in this film, but yeah, once uh, they
0: set it up and you, 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 you know, I think I hadn't had the world set up for me quite yet. Yeah. And with this fight, this is kind of really where it kind of comes in. There's a little bit of wire work in the first, the three fight scenes that that the film opens with, but not a lot. This is where the real wire work is like, okay, here we go. Yeah. And now I'm like, okay, okay. Once this fight's over, I'm like, okay, this is what we're doing here.
1: Yeah, okay, so I'm, I'm okay
0: is, with it for the rest of yeah,
1: it. Yeah, there's, like, I love watching people do, like, superhuman feats. But when they do the, um, you know, when they defy gravity, that's kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, yeah. But it's it's all right. But there's some amazing stuff, like, where Jet Li steps on a board and the board pops up. And then he punches <laughs> yeah. through the board and hits him. There's uh, Oh, it's great. There's uh, it, It's a beautiful fight. But when he kicks Sam's kid, like, in the head, and he goes careening and tumbling over the edge, <laughs> I thought it was awesome. I was like, wow! Like, there's a couple of times where I caught myself, like, just, wow!
0: Like, just screaming. Oh, yeah.
1: It's really cool. And that's where he I pulls love, out the claws.
0: I was just going to say, I love when he does the little chin-up up to the top, and then he rips across... Wow's chest and cuts his shirt with his fingertips and yeah, they back off and was like that. tiger claw <laughs> yes, what yeah. kind of style is this and what then he shreds huh? his sleeve like yeah. oh. <laughs> tiger great. claw what where'd you get uh, that from it's, it's pretty uh, cool when he punches him in the fingers and breaks his fist and then friggin shooto knife hands him in the friggin dick hole like just in the the grawn area just pop
1: pop just Oh, yeah, he gets him, but good with those, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Little friggin and then sends him pumping off the, the thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He does not that's like, uh, He does not
0: mess around. No, that's like a 30-story, well, not, no, not 30 stories, but that's probably what? A good 50 feet that he falls. He goes oh, through yeah. a couple of ropes to quote-unquote break his fall, but he lands yeah. on his face on the stone.
1: Yeah. No, he did. Like,
0: Oh, he's a dead man. Yeah, like. But he just gets up. He gets not even up and he's like, ah,
1: like, oh, <laughs> this is what you do to me? It's just like, uh, dude, <laughs> you landed, you fell like 50 feet and landed on your face on a rock. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, I think, you know, I classified this as his first, like, real fight. I, I, those first three fights I thought were a pretty good setup. And, yep. you know, we know that we're in a flashback here. And then, like, when they're going through the town and the restaurants and the lights, like, Man, oh. this is so beautiful. Like, This is really, really amazing work that these guys did.
0: It's great. And when they get to Jin Sun's restaurant here, oh,
1: the restaurant gorgeous. It's nice. Yeah, it's amazing. so pretty. Looks like the goddamn uh, midship of the Titanic. I expect to see uh, Leonardo uh, DiCaprio standing there with a drawing book and a heart on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kate. Yeah, what this up? is great. What's up, Kate? Yeah, this is awesome. And you can see in this scene with with Woe and Jin Sun here how much Woe throws money around that he doesn't have. Because these two dudes yeah. run up and they're like, oh my God, I want to be your disciple. Holy crap, you're so awesome. And he's like, yeah, get them some drinks. Hey, everybody drink. That's yeah. ah, all on me. He's just throwing money around. And yeah. he doesn't pay Jin Sun. His debts are piling up. So.
1: Yeah, his debts are piling up, and he's he's kind of living off this idolatry, I guess you would say, that's being washed upon him. And he just, that's more important to him. Being worshipped is more important to him than the money and his friendship and his family. Like, it's and clearly say, the most important yeah. thing to him.
0: And, yeah, I was going to say, and smash cut to his daughter sitting there waiting for him to come home to say goodnight to her.
1: Yeah, and he's And not. he doesn't.
0: He's not, because that's more important. Although I do like the scene that they cut back to here where he takes a sip and he's like, what is this? And they're like, it's coffee. Yeah, it's coffee. It's from the West. It's <laughs> supposed to be really good. And he's like, this is blows. What the fuck? And yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> like, this sucks. <laughs> this sucks ass. Let's have some tea. Fuck this. Wine. Where's the wine?
1: My so, yeah, children it's cool. need
0: wine. My children need the wine.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah like, he has
0: a little tete-a-tete here with Jinsun. Yeah, and, and he doesn't even want to listen. No. No, he's having none of it. Jin Sun is smart He's the businessman He was the book kid Uh, You know he's now a successful Restaurateur and businessman In this beautiful little town He's dressed really nicely And I like this because he's asking Huao here Hey man why do you fight like what's going on You don't need to fight like you're well off And this is where Wu takes Jin Sun to the platform and they're standing on the platform and he's saying, you know, when you're down there in the audience, it's not the same. Like when you're up here, yeah. This is where the this is where it is. This is the adrenaline. This is what I love. Yeah. And Jin Sun just does not get it. He doesn't get it. You can see Guo up there trying to explain it and he's feeling that crowd energy. Yeah. And Jin Sun just is not. He's just not that guy.
1: Jin Sun is probably the smartest person in this film like yep. you know yep. and more people should listen to Jin-sun
0: yeah but they don't they do not listen to him and now we have a series of fights
1: yeah this is uh this is a nice little stretch in the film i actually uh had a lot of fun going through this really enjoyed it and i love how they fill cuz i mean this is true like people are fighting and the town is all there like yep. everybody's there it's great
0: it's a cool little sequence. I like these little challenge matches. This reminded me a little bit once we get to the end of it again of Ip Man. But yes. The cool little different styles and stuff that he's facing and you can tell he's getting again better and better. I loved when that guy slaps his head, iron head, and he just runs at him like freaking yeah. the rhino at a Spider-Man Rawr, yeah. and He just ax kicks him in the was, top of the head.
1: I thought that was great. And then the 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 two one dude doing the doing the northern kung fu. Standing yes. on his shoulders and he and he kicks one and the other guy falls and he punches him in the chest, which was great. <laughs> it's pretty great. And then of course, uh, you know, he's fighting in the rain, holding an umbrella, yeah, fighting with madness. one hand. They're just basically showing, you know, it's like a Rocky montage, man. Yeah. Here I am. I'm I'm better better than the bad, the cooler of the cool, as Run D M Z said.
0: That's right. And he's he beats up that one guy, he's got a stick and that guy's got two broadswords. He locks oh, that yeah. dude up. And then he's like, "You know what? This is taking too long. Who else wants to challenge me today? Who else signed the waivers? All right, get up here, everybody!" And everybody comes yeah. up, and he beats up like fifteen guys at once. This is good, though. This is it is good.
1: It's not, it's not necessarily wait your turn syndrome because there's guys, and he's moving so fast. There's guys that lunge in, but then they pull back because he's moving. So it yep. kind of makes sense, you know what I mean? Like yep. they're not just standing there and wait, like they're actually they 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 don't look like they're waiting their turn, they look like they're waiting for a clear shot. And there's a couple yes. of them that actually go to move in and he moves like spins 90 degrees or spins 180 degrees and they step back cuz they're like, "Whoa, this motherfucker's coming my way." Um, so Yeah, he's I, he's I, quick I enough to make good. it work. Yeah, I thought it looked really good. It's hard it's hard to have one guy fight 25 guys. And make it look in any way realistic and uh, honestly like for a film I, I bought it I thought it was great
0: yeah I liked it too Jet Lee is fast enough to be turning back and forth kind of like the way Jackie Chan did it when we did Rumble in the Bronx remember when he was he's turned he hit one guy pat turn the other way back turn back back turn this guy back Oh, he just, when he was in the store in the store and he was just yeah. punching left right left right pat pat, back and forth turning yeah. back and you believe that he just was fast enough to crack all these guys. That's what Jet Li is like here. There's a little bit if you're looking for it, but it's certainly not noticeable on a first watch. It's really, really good. And again, when he does, and he's more violent here too. Like, he breaks a couple dudes' arms, like, badly.
1: Oh yeah, he breaks, Just smashing
0: guys. And eventually he, you know, beats all these guys, he goes to sit. But then the old laughing street guy is there again. Saying, when are yeah. you going to be the champion of Tianjin? When are yeah. you going to be the champion? Yeah. But when are you going to be the champion really comes into play with after he leaves, after he goes to the village, after he meets Moon, after he actually mentally and spiritually gets his shit together and comes yes. back. Then he's the champ. Which like is, he's effectively mocking him now. But but whoa is too too full of himself to realize that.
1: Yeah, because everybody's praising him. Because after the fight, they go back to the restaurant and now instead of two guys that are begging for a drink there's
0: 50 there's like 20 50 And guys, he's like yeah.
1: oh I'll pay for everybody's drinks yeah that's how I roll um <laughs> but yeah that dude is totally mocking him and he doesn't realize it cuz yeah. he's too into himself
0: and we also get now the one scowly pinchy-faced guy in the crowd oh yes who we will who we will get to know very shortly plays a pivotal role in the development of woe's character um, yeah in the restaurant just watching him go through all his bullshit yeah and all these guys are at the restaurant jin sun is seeing all of woe's bills pile up from his accountant here and he's like he's got a stack stack of them
1: stack of bills he's got a stack of bills like it looks like a phone book i know they have no phones but you know
0: (laughs) (laughs) right but yeah he just sends the guy away and is like you know we'll deal with it fuck off We'll, i'll take care of it leave him alone and they, uh, th- where do they go from here? I forget, in this version.
1: Oh, in this version? But they, they, essentially, they have the conversation, and then we uh, cut to them walking through the street, and that's when we are introduced to, uh, is it Quinlay or Chinlay?
0: I believe it's Chin, Master Chin, I believe. In the, in the English Chin. version, it's, yeah, it's, it's spelled I was watching in the, the Chinese Q-I-N. Yeah, but in in Eng- in the English version they spell it chin as in the chin on your face c h i n.
1: Okay, so let's yeah let's pick up from there then. You go.
0: Yeah, because Huo uh, and Jin Sun have that conversation about the bills and stuff, and Jin Sun's like, you know, I don't give a fuck about the bills. Just what are you doing here? I, th- I think that's the conversation before that, right? Yes, that's right. Okay, okay, cool. And then yeah, we go out here and we see Master Chin walking around, and Chin and Huo. Have their little back and forth where they hit the coffin back and forth at each other.
1: Yeah, that was pretty cool.
0: Pretty cool, but like... The coffin maker is getting the shit end of the stick there. Like, they're just fucking with his livelihood. Yeah, yeah you <laughs> just, with the coffins, hey man. man. <laughs> hey, man. I just built that for like a week and a half. Like, smashing my shit just to make a point. Fuck off. How about that? But he can't say that because they'll... They'll fuck him up. Because they're martial arts masters.
1: And then, of I do course, like
0: Chin, though. He looks cool. He's a very Yule Brennan-looking
1: dude. I love the look of him with his little beard... And and beads, uh, it's uh, it's it's pretty awesome. And then, of course, for the rest of the rest of the film, it is at night. But uh, the lighting gets darker. But the film gets darker right here. And that's when uh, they bring one of his students, and they're like, "Uh, "Chin, beat the living shit out of this guy." And uh, that's when Huo decides to crash the party.
0: Huo's like, "Really." Well, I got some shit to say about that. Yep. And he goes to Chin's birthday party, which is at Jin Sun's restaurant.
1: Yeah, his friend's restaurant. And by the way, like, whoa, also just broke a guy's arms in an exhibition match. So yeah, you know. So how about you, pot kettle
0: black, right? Back it up a little bit there, home slice. So he goes to the to the restaurant and sits down there, and Chin comes over and is essentially like. No, well, the the, grand, the godson comes over first and says, hey, man, it's my uh, godfather's birthday. Can you go somewhere else and have your drink? Because, you know, we're trying to have a little party here, and let's be cool.
1: Yeah, he's like, yeah, we have the whole restaurant reserved. And then, of course, he very expertly sweeps his leg and ties him up, which I thought
0: was awesome. It was very awesome. And even Jin's son comes over here when Master Chin comes over, and Quo's man shows him the little fight challenge certificate thing. mm Jin Sun comes over here and is like, "Hey man, do you think you could fuck off?" Like, "Yeah, you're in, you're my, in my, my place." Yeah. yeah. And they rented it. Could you fuck off for a second? Yeah. And Huo will not, he will not back down. And uh Jin Sun here basically says, "Look, man, take a hike. We're not friends anymore. I'm I'm capping this. We're done." You're not my yeah,
1: friend. He like they have that 30-year friendship and uh he just calls the whole thing off. He's like, "Yeah, we're not friends anymore." The way that he's acting is totally out of line. And, yeah. you know, busts into the buddy's birthday party and basically he doesn't know at this point. He doesn't know that Chin kicked the shit out of that guy extra because he was talking mad shit about his mistress. Yeah. Because, you it was you know, his fault that he got his the, ass kicked. That's a thing that you could do back then. You could have, you know, eh, this is my wife. This is my girlfriend. You know, it's just yeah. How they that's how they, just, that's how they that rolled. Was de rigueur,
0: you could just do that whenever you wanted
1: to. <laughs> that's how they rolled a hundred years ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's how they got Dane. But uh, goddamn, man, and that obviously puts extra, ex- little extra stank on the fight from Huo's perspective. He's a little more angry than he normally would be. Yeah, and then the restaurant clears out, and man, Huo and Chin have a fight. I, like they square it. off here, and Huo's got the broadsword, and chin has got the nine ring broadsword. Yeah, badass. First of all, badass looking. But uh, man, these guys throw down. This is this is real. Okay, well,
1: breaking it down. Number one, yep. I loved I loved the contrasting lighting. I loved how there's lanterns that are making pockets of light and pockets of shadow. And then you've got all of these different colored, beautiful fabrics kind of as the, as the backdrop for these two. I yeah. know that's kind of like superficial, but it's beautiful. Like they set this up to look really, really good.
0: Well, again, the cinematography is incredible.
1: It's amazing. And the action, like when they're hitting those, it like, it looks like two, two dudes are like trying to kill each other with swords. Like it, <laughs> it yeah. Yeah. Yeah looks great and the foley is great like the the hits um they sound very realistic and then there's a point where i was like whoa where he slices the top of the top of his fucking, fucking head. head and yeah. puts like a fucking groove in it i was just like <laughs> yeah. whoa it's yeah. uh, it's awesome it's, it's a really good great fight like you can see that both of them know what they're doing they're both masters and they are just wrecking poor Jin's fucking restaurant, too. That's the other thing that added the stakes to this. I was like, what
0: about Jin's restaurant? You know, I was so does. upset about yeah. Jin's. They were smashing yeah. tables and, you know, as the Pet Shop Boys once said, kicking in chairs and knocking down tables in a restaurant. Yeah, well, um, yeah, it's, that's what they were doing. They were fucking throwing down. And I love the shot where they stop and Woe is holding the sword pointed at Chin. Yes, and you they they slowly go back with the camera along the edge, yeah. and all the nicks and dents and shit are in oh, the blade from yeah. where he's been blocking it. Yes, and then they show Chin's face, and there's blood trickling down his nose from the cut on the top of his head, and then they show Huo's left hand, and the blood's coming down the back of his left hand through his sleeve from the cut and on the, his arm,
1: and and the wind is blowing because they yes. smash the fucking windows out of the place, right? Like yeah. it's it's really cool. Like they thought you can tell that they put. Like a tremendous amount of care into this. And when Chin swings and actually smashes Woe's sword in half, it looks legit. It oh looks, yeah. It looks like he really did that and they're like they just happened to have it on high speed fucking film at the time. Like it's, <laughs> it's right. It's just like, "Hey, watch me chop a sword into." Oh, well, let me get my camera out. <laughs> like, you know, it uh, <laughs> it's great. And and the wire work here like when they're at the bottom of the four stair stairways. Oh, yes, and yeah. They're doing they're doing the flips. It looks it looks good. Like it looks as believable as that, oh, I'm going to jump I in the air. I'm going to do two backflips and land on the other side of you. Like, all right, well, there you go. Well, there it is. But it's it's a great fight scene. It and is really and good. And it's getting and it, you can see that it's getting more and more violent as it as it goes. Like they're getting a little tired and they're getting a little rougher and they're getting and, amped uh, up. Whoa, yeah. whoa is just like he only cares about winning. And kicking the shit of this guy for the slight that he believes was delivered against him.
0: Yeah. So they they get kicked down through the stairs here into the little fountain at the bottom. They break Huo's sword again. Mm. And then he jumps out of the fountain, throws the hilt of the sword at Chin here who deflects it. And now it's the nine-ring broadsword against Huo's bare hands. But he... He like slides a finger into the rings and takes the sword away. That would break your finger right the fuck off. Like. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> I saw a guy. I saw a guy almost lose his finger
1: when he uh, we were doing uh, gun defense, and he put his put his oh, finger. Oh, did he in put the, it in the trigger in guard? The, in the trigger guard <laughs> of a wooden gun, <laughs> and then
0: oh, and then he looked at his finger and fainted. It was awesome. Oh yeah. So then they go in here, and now it's all hand to hand. And they go into again This was good. Poor Jin Sun's wine cellar. Oh yeah. They break everything with most of it with Chin's head. Yeah, Chin's head just starts smashing all the
1: all the shit. And uh Whoa, beats the living shit out of him. I gotta tell ya, he's he's defeated Chin. Like he's defeated him. And yeah. Chin's standing there and he's all fucked up and far from home he breaks and, his
0: arms. He breaks his arm. Yeah, and then he just breaks. punches the fuck out of him. And then he like throws
1: that death punch where you can see like I don't know what bone it is is that comes popping out of his back when he hits him in the chest.
0: I thought it was his scapula that came through, but I mean he punched him so hard he made his friggin' back move.
1: Yeah, like that was that was crazy. And then you kind of you kind of feel Kind of feel bad for Chin, and then you're starting to like not like our protagonist. You're kind of like, Well, that was kind of that was that was out of order, it was a, sir. It was a
0: bit excessive. Jesus and Christ, then, of course, calm down.
1: The uh, godson and everybody's trying to get them get his body into the carriage to get him medical attention. And then, well, the that's godson. what I was thinking
0: too. Like, like Huo's boys all take him across the street to party, the, and yeah. And all of Chin's boys go in and get him and take him out to, to go get. As you said, medical attention. But like in 1910 China, that's like, you know, well, here, rub some sage leaves on him and see what that like. It's not going to do anything. See what that does. Right. It's not a modern hospital, which is why we find out that he, you know, dies two hours later.
1: But the godson is just like staring at the restaurant and everybody's basically partying and celebrating. And, you know, the death of his godfather. Yeah, they're like, "Hey, he's dead. He's fucking dead." And it was yeah. like, "Well," wow. <laughs> and I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm like, "Oh my god, that's cruel." But then, of course, the godson decides to fight fire with fire. Does and, uh, he?
0: Yeah, this shit gets dark.
1: This, yeah, this gets really dark. He, you know, he wakes up in the morning. He's not home. He's staggering along. Wow, it's like, oh, I'm drunk. Oh, what a great fucking night that was. Jin opens up the fucking shutters. Sorry, go ahead. I was going
0: to say, as they're taking all of the busted shit out of Jin Jin Sun's restaurant. Yeah. And he doesn't, like, Huo doesn't give a single shit about that. He's not looking like, oh, fuck, I busted my buddy's restaurant. Doesn't care. And then, like you said, Jin Sun comes out of the shutters upstairs and is like, hey, dipshit. You know the guy you fought last night? Yeah, he died two hours ago. How about you fuck off? Yeah. And then slams the shutters. And it doesn't seem to really affect Huo. No, like... He's just like, oh, oh, all right.
1: He vomits. Actually, that's not
0: true. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's not true. He does vomit. And the the beggar man comes back now again.
1: And the beggar man kind of gives him another little taunting. Yeah. I shall taunt you you a
0: second time. (laughs) Now I am back to taunt you a second time. (laughs) And,
1: you know, this is kind of like a you reap what you sow type thing. I don't wish this upon him, but he gets home. And the godson has... Killed his wife and killed his daughter. Um, Yeah,
0: that was fucking hard.
1: Yeah, that was brutal, man. Like, that was just brutal.
0: Yeah, when he walks in here hungover and fucked up and then realizes what has happened. And he's just holding the body of his daughter. Yeah. Like, holy fuck, dude. That was hard. And the... the, the, Who's the girl in the background?
1: I think she was a servant because I didn't know.
0: I think she was like a maid or something when like I that it, because, yeah. yeah, his, his servant man is there and a th- probably house servants and stuff. You're right. Yeah. Um, but man. And then of course he smashes out the door yeah, and is going f- for all intents to go over and see the godson. Yeah. And who, this is almost this, like we talked about, this is almost
1: like old boy level tragedy because he kills a guy then his wife and daughter is killed and then he storms over and the godson's standing there who slits his throat immediately after telling him that the news that it was i did that shit yeah i did that shit and uh now you can't take your revenge slits his throat in front of his own family and dies instantly and yeah it's like man
0: And then Huo has no one left to kill. He looks at the woman and the young girl there, but he's obviously reminded of his mother and daughter. Yeah. So he can't kill them. And then he just drops the sword. And then from that point on, he kind of doesn't know what to do because he realizes, oh, my shitty disciples insulted Qin's mistress. And that's why he got his ass kicked. Yeah. Which is what they find out right here. Yeah. And he's like, holy fuck. Your students started. Yeah. Yeah, you started it, you dumbass, and all of this bullshit happened uh, effectively because of him, because of who and who he is, right? Like he took these people on. He didn't, as Jin Sun said, he didn't take care of who's around him. He didn't take mm-hmm. care of you know all these people just want to be around you because you drink and you party and you don't give a shit and you teach them how to kill people. Like you're not a good guy. Yeah, and you're, he wasn't you're taking not. care of what was important. And then he leaves. He leaves the town, and he wanders here they get the sh- the shot of the the ship here right this was actually some really nice cinematography too like it's fantastic
1: the i mean you get a massive change of the color palette because you know when the film gets dark tonally like i said the you know it gets dark and kind of that that blue wash over it and then he's on the ship and they're doing all the uh they're doing all these really nice flashbacks of him and his family and you've got that kind of that orange red and the silhouette of the ship, like it's like they took some time with this to piece this together as a film. I really like. They it. They did,
0: yeah. And now he's wandering, long hair, not in a braid, staggering around and ends up falling into this lake. Yeah, he looks
1: like a Asian Tom Hanks in Castaway. <laughs> he does the back half <laughs> of the the third middle part of the film i should say
0: <laughs> but he gets pulled out of the water and saved here by these villagers who are in this other i assume this other province of china they're dressed uh, it almost reminds me of nepalese traditional dress
1: yeah yeah i actually thought it was dope their their outfits i thought it was really oh they look cool. awesome yeah well, he's the, the costume here, is uh, tremendous you know he's in the country i mean in the country in the
0: country Yee! Yee! <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah they're in the the boonies
0: yeah this is great i love this section of the movie it was very long in the director's cut i don't know how long it is in this version but there was a lot of time spent here with him getting to know who we will see here Uh, her name is moon who takes care of him primarily and kind of showing him around ironically because she's blind (laughs) let me show you around
1: just like that TV show, Alf, when uh, he went on a date with that blind girl, Jody, and he shows up <laughs> at her apartment. He goes, nice place you have here, um, you know, in case you were wondering. <laughs> 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 Alf, you precocious asshole. You precocious asshole. Precocious uh, asshole. But yeah, I really like this section, even though, I mean, you know, we love martial arts films. We love for the fighting and the action, but this section was was really really nice like it it gives the relationship between the two of them um as he starts to heal and then when they're they're planting the uh the rice later on um amazing there's three of them and they're planting the rice just kind of going along and He's such a competitive asshole that he just starts slamming them into the ground, right? He's just yep. and He's trying to go faster than everybody because he wants to be the like you know no no matter where he is he just like wants to be he just wants the, to win to be the winner and he's just like slap 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 and then the wind blows and everybody stops and looks up and just relaxes and he just looks at that as a waste of time and just starts yep. slamming more into the ground. So I mean. I think that it was such a interesting way to showcase his personality. Yes, without without exposition.
0: Like I thought it was awesome. It was one of my favorite parts. Honestly, it was one of my favorite parts of the film. It is this this whole section where he's in the village is is probably my favorite part, even though there's no fighting in it, which is weird yeah. because I love the fighting in it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this section the, the Again, I'm going to harp on the cinematography here. The shots in this village are unbelievably pretty. Every shot is a postcard. Oh, it's so nice. Like they're up in the mountains. There's mist and fog and mountains in the background. The colors that they have between the outfits and like the corn of the yellow hanging and the the red peppers sometimes are are hanging out in baskets and stuff. But the green of the fields and the, I love the tiered hillsides with the rice and how they they use the, the tiered hillsides to grow their rice on yeah and, and even showing like the way they get the water from the upper basin up and over with that little double bicycle sort of water wheel thing oh yeah yeah that was badass like it was so cool to see how they how they did that and uh all the the things that moon teaches him here she washes his hair and yes. she's like you got to wash this because otherwise it's going to get knotted and tangled like you have to wash it all the time. But you know what yeah. it reminded me a all little the, bit of all out the all the knots Africa. can come out. No knot can't be undone. Yeah. Right, which obviously is relative to his life, right?
1: Yeah, that actually was a uh, was a great line. And it's so like I I don't want to um kind of create like a hierarchy here but you know they're just, they're 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 simple. They have a simple farming life, yeah. Um, and they understand people and humanity, and they understand enjoying nature and appreciating it more so than anyone. And he's just like doesn't initially fit in there. Um, but no, we see we see him change over time.
0: Well, and you see initially once he gets up and gets cleaned up. One of the first things that happens is the little kids take him and go, come on, man, let's go catch dragonflies. Yeah. And they take them out to the field, and the kids are just poor-ass kids with nothing. Yes. And they're so happy running around in this field trying to catch dragonflies. Yeah. And he sees that, and he's like, oh. And it, it starts to put the seeds into him. We haven't reached that, the, the planting rice race section yet. Yeah. But it's cool the way they show moon cooking by feel.
1: Yes. She can't I see love it. watching that. Yeah. She's like reaching, she's touching, she's got the salt and she's uh, sprinkling it in as she's stirring. And she's just kind of looking. Well, she's not really looking at anything, but you know, her <laughs> face is kind of just pointed to the floor and, uh, you know, then they sit down and they have a meal and he's kind of unsure. Like he's obviously very, um, I think he's grateful to be there, but you yeah, know, it, he doesn't quite fit in yet.
0: Sun Lee, who plays Moon, she's she plays blind very well. She's a great, oh, actress. big time, yeah. She she plays it very very well. I didn't even notice that she was blind until that one section where she felt the she salt. Was,
1: yeah, I didn't either. And
0: went to put. I was like, or no, she felt the bowl, the empty bowl she where felt he had the bowl, eaten his food. Yeah. yeah. And then she smiled when she felt the bowl, and I was like, holy shit, she's blind. That's yeah. crazy, and then I was looking for it after that, and she did it very well there's shots here, and i don 't i assume there's a there 's intention behind it, but i 'm too dumb to realize what it is but there 's shots where they 're looking out of doors, where he 's inside of of like the, they just had one where um in the movie where he was sitting inside, but the background is the door looking out into the the fields, yes, and then there's other shots where you 're inside looking out through the door, but he 's walking in mm. Like, intentionally having the the protagonist in looking out or out coming in. And I don't know if that's symbolic of something. I'm too out of it. But, anyway, they lead here, I believe, into the into the rice planting thing where he's trying to race these dudes and they're taking their time and doing it right and taking breaks for the wind. Yeah. I which thought, I love.
1: I really, really like this. It just puts such a fine point. And they, you know, they're using, like... Um, a crane to to get in and get this shot goes from like such an overhead shot of them and then you know slowly pulls down right to ground level where they're where they're planting the rice and yeah you could see the frustration on his face as these guys are planting and they're going much quicker than him and he keeps looking back to see where they are you know what i mean yes. like how yeah. fast are these guys planting and then he just starts popping them in and he's off balance. Like, these guys are just like, do, 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 do. And he's just, like, trucking and he's splashing. And he's, yeah. like, his legs are getting stuck in the mud. And he's just <laughs> fucking drifting those in. It's uh, it's a funny scene.
0: But I love the poignancy of the next morning when he wakes up and the kid comes in and grabs him. And is like, hey, hey, get up. Get out here. Look, Moon didn't want to ta- say anything to you, but come and look at this. You did a bad job. Yeah. And they panned down to the rice fields, and you can see the track where the three of them were. And the two yes. guys on the outside had planted perfectly, and his are just a fucking gong show mess. <laughs> yeah, they... And the kid is like, Moon is down there redoing your bullshit. Yeah. Because you fucked it up. And you see the the, the realization on his face of, oh, fast isn't necessarily good. Yeah. Because now she's redoing my shit that i did wrong and screwed up because i'm an asshole you did such a poor job that the blind woman could tell like
1: like, that's how bad and
0: and is fixing it yeah and
1: she's (laughs) fixing it the blind woman is fixing your
0: lines you You jackass you asshole in a braid yeah (laughs) yeah So anyway, he feels bad enough that he goes down to help her redo his stupid ass rice planting shenanigans.
1: Is it wrong if I say that she 's got like the cutest outfit on? I love that outfit she's wearing like, It is a cute outfit it's got a little hat on it and little shoulder pads and stuff
0: I'm like, oh yeah, man, that is like a what like i don't know what it is It almost looks like a uniform well it is it is kind of their traditional cultural uniform, right, but I also like what she says to him here where she's coaching him through the rice planting and being like look all of these they're like people they need their own space like you have yeah. to spread them out they need room to grow and again her, her coaching with respect to his life is kind of what gets him back on track here or not even back on track or just on track because yeah, he never track. was on track yeah. right and uh I really like how they do the, the fade as they do the pan through the that seasons. That scene change? Yeah, that season. Sorry, tremendous.
1: Said, that season change is awesome. It and looks he's been there so for a year good. now.
0: Yeah. And he's out planting again. And now he stands up as the crane shot comes down to see him stand up and close his eyes and feel the wind with everybody else in the field. Yeah. And everybody's planting faster than him. He's yeah. behind everybody. Yeah. Right? But you see the wind blowing through the bamboo trees and he's just standing there taking a breath and smiling and then goes back to his planting. And he is in this fully in this mindset now. Yeah. Of enjoying life, taking your time. Don't be in a rush. It doesn't mean you don't have to win. It's great. It's it's very very cool. I really like the message. This is very karate kid in its <laughs> no, messaging. It, it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have an angry and angry guy that just wants to fight and win. And he yeah. gradually learns the actual spiritual essence of the martial arts.
1: Well, and it's so funny. Like, you know, I I really, you know, you you and I have both said it, but this really is kind of like my favorite section of the film, just because this is, this is the section where he grows spiritually. Like, yeah. yeah, it's very cool to see him as an angry little kid, just want to be the toughest motherfucker in town and see him become physically stronger. But... To actually see him become a good man through this time, I I think, is more interesting.
0: It is. And that's uh, that's a sign of us getting older, dude. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah 30 years we go, like, going, uh, yeah, yeah, motherfucker's
1: planting rice. When are we going to see Some beat some ass? When are we going to see some...
0: some he, <laughs> I ain't he whooping. Go, Come on now. Yeah,
1: why doesn't he go fight those villagers and then... Uh, <laughs>
0: Show these villagers what's up. Have sex in that little tent after he has breakfast. (laughs) I'd like to see that little blue Nepalese uniform on the floor. That's what I'd like (laughs) to see. On the floor. (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately, I'm past that now. Uh, God damn it. I do like, I got to say, with with respect to, there is no fighting in this section, but him doing his form up on the field here, which reflects back at the very end of the movie, it's goddamn good, man. Seeing Jet Li do this kung fu form is awesome.
1: Yeah, it was really good.
0: He's he's again, watching him move. You can see he knows what he's doing, and I know it's stupid, but I love watching that long ass ponytail fly around while he's doing his forms. Hell did he, yeah. It looks cool, his his Kung Fu uniform with the little buttons and the white top and the black pants. It just looks yeah, he looks like looks one looks of those really one of those Shaolin statues. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It looks awesome. So uh I forget what happens next in the actual plot line here. Is this where he leaves? Uh yes.
1: Yeah, So he gets... goes to
0: tell Moon here, we have to talk. And she's like, you're leaving. Like She knows exactly what he's going to do. Yeah. yeah. But again, I love the shot here of them having tea and the long shot between the two of them with the corn on the racks in the background with the, that little pop of yellow before the green trees in the background. Yeah, Such man. Such a pretty shot, man. They did, I don't, like, it's amazing, this movie. Yeah, I don't know who did the cinematography and I should, but whoever did it, they're awesome. So, yeah, she knows, you know, she tells him basically, well, you should go then. You, you know, pack your stuff and you're all good. You can come back whenever. She's so cute when she's sitting there telling him to go and she's looking down with her little, you know, pointy head, Steven Seagal bangs. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And, so that uh, takes th-
1: us right back to uh, 1907, him returning to town.
0: That's right. He goes back to to Tianjin here after he he gets his stuff and walks away i think i don't know if it's in this i know that he and uh, this he
1: goes and apologizes in this in the cut that i watched he came back to town and the first thing he did did was go to uh chin's family. oh yes and okay. then he goes just, and sees jin sun as well
0: yes before just before that before he leaves he goes he, he talks to uh moon And he says something to the effect of, you don't even know my real name. Because they've been calling him Ox the whole time. Right. And he tells her, my name is Huo Yuanjia. And she runs her fingers across his face like Braille. And she says, okay, I'll never forget now. It's It's a great scene. And as he's walking out of the village to go back to Tianjin, she comes out into the village and is just kind of standing there. And he looks back and sees her. And she's looking up. As if to look at him, which she's obviously not. But he kind of takes a last look at her. It's a I love. I love that little scene. It's. It's a nice little. Yeah. I'm going to see you again because he tells her I'm going to come back and see you. Yeah. And then he's back in Tianjin after that. And yeah, he goes to apologize to uh, to Qin's wife and daughter. But the the change from his time gone in Tianjin now, there's a lot more white people there like the british people are coming in the preachers are there telling them to convert to jesus because you know whatever then he runs into the runs into the beggar man again Uh, again oh you're back you're gonna be the king now you're gonna be the champ yeah fucking with him again it's great and uh yeah he goes and knocks on on chin's family's door and when they well he goes does he go to his own home first
1: uh yeah he goes to his yeah, I'm sorry. He goes to his own home first and just sees that it's empty and deserted. And then he sees all of the uh, challenges that he won. That's right. On the
0: walls. And his old caretaker's there and is like, oh, my God, it's new. Yeah. And it's all like vine grown over and leaves all in the courtyard. And yeah, and all the challenges are there, which to him, those are now kind of meaningless. And the caretaker basically says, look, man, we tried to I tried to keep this place going. I sold everything, but once I was out of money, I didn't kind of have anything else, but money kept showing up, and you realize that Jin Sun has been paying to keep his house the whole time, and wouldn't let his house get foreclosed on or taken away so that he would always have a home to come back to. That goddamn
1: Jin Sun, man. Jin Sun. He he was awesome. He's the best guy in the movie. He really is. He really is the best moral character in the film. Yeah. uh and and he's unchanging like he's the same from the beginning uh right through to the end but yeah he burns all of the all of the challenges that yeah. he had won because they're meaningless to him
0: and goes to the graveyard to say sorry to his dad and his and his mother and his daughter yeah for being a piece of shit which was a, a really it was a good scene it was a touching scene especially where he talks to his daughter's grave like fuck man that tears your heart out having yeah. having a kid yeah so yeah he goes into town again after that i think and he sees two of his former students beating the fuck out of somebody
1: yeah yeah they're just beating the shit out of him. they're like oh hey look there hey what's going on oh we were just kicking the ass out of uh, a bunch of people here <laughs> before you showed up you know thanks for teaching
0: us how to do that you know we're fucker. sorry <laughs> <laughs> can we not do that and then they're like hey this big uh strong uh uh, is he American? He's an American wrestler, right? The big dude who's coming.
1: Uh, yeah, the big wrestler. I think he's
0: American. I'm pretty sure he's an American wrestler. Hercules anyway, yeah. O'Brien.
1: That's it's, right. Her, Hercules he challenges O'Brien. Hercules, O'Brien. Hercules
0: O'Brien. O'Brien. Greek first name, Irish last name. You know who's <laughs> who is played by former WWE wrestler and strongman competitor Nathan Jones.
1: Yeah, dude was awesome. He was in uh, Mad Max Fury Road.
0: Yeah, he's massive. I had a brother. <laughs> Guys, he's fucking answer. huge. But yeah, they they see this and then when he sees the challenge, he uh, he being, whoa, goes back to Jin Sun to touch base again and ask for money to fight the wrestler. And Jin Sun is like, "You haven't changed. Like, fuck off. I'm not giving you money. I'm not doing that." Yeah. Not realizing that whoa has very much changed his ideal i like how they wove a little bit of gray into huo's hair into his braid to make him look a little older it looked cool yeah they did but he huo leaves the paper with the uh the wrestler there on Jin Sun's desk so he can see why he wants to do this fight and uh, i believe then he huo leaves and goes to chin's uh, wife's place here to beg to pay his respects to yeah. chin and she seems quite hesitant to let him in but he is very i guess formal and apologetic as he as he enters their little compound house here as one should be yeah you know. well i mean jesus christ dude
1: hi i murdered your husband
0: i'm going to go say sorry to the tapestry of him
1: yeah and his little girl runs out and sees him and just stops dead in her track which tracks which i thought was yeah pretty cool but yeah he goes and pays his respects to the tapestry it's a it's a nice scene and it's kind of good for him working towards redeeming himself
0: yeah it's good and then we get the the message from jin sun delivered to huo here with the money that he needed because jin sun would like to help now huo regain or keep the honor of china in this fight against this American wrestler guy. And now we get yeah. the cut to the big top. This was, this was, like... It was again, cool, they, man.
1: They spent some, they spent some dough. They did a really, they did a really good job at building, you know, this massive tent. Yes, tent. It's I just awesome. imagine it's really being, good. like, in, like, one of the extras that day, just, like, going in. It's probably hot as fuck. <laughs> There's probably oh. you know, like, imagine. no air moving Jeez. through. Jesus. You know, like... There's probably what two, three hundred people inside that tent, you know. Probably, yeah. All I would breathe and farting and you know, <laughs> all being held inside that, not allowed to tent. leave other than craft yeah. services. Yeah, and you're wearing a goddamn tuxedo and a top hat. Right? Yep. You're know, like, okay, you're going to be here for
0: uh, 16 hours today, and then uh, yeah, Hercules O'Brien comes into the ring here with his giant yellow slicker. I know he looks like fucking robe. Geordi from Itch. <laughs> he does right <laughs> coming up there but yeah
1: I, I i thought this was great and then of course we get the we get the fucking chicanery where he says you know let's let's fight honorably and let's fight with love and not be deceptive and
0: the translator yeah, i don't said, want to i don't want to sign a death warrant let's just there's no need to hurt each other for a sporting contest yeah. let's just fight for honor and, and have a good time <laughs> and then yeah what is the <laughs> He said he's gonna kick your butt. <laughs> That's hilarious that he takes advantage of him like that. But man, yeah, I'll tell you, when Hercules O'Brien takes that robe off and you see how big this dude actually is, oh my god! Especially compared to Jet Li, you're like, oh, that guy's massive.
1: I know it's it's insane. It's but I love how unfazed Huo is. Yeah, he just yeah, stands Whoa there just like, like, oh, oh yeah,
0: right. yeah, yeah. I fight giants all the time. Yeah. Yeah. No hey, problem. Big. Look at you. All right. Well, interesting challenge, but goddamn, this dude's, ooh, just got his red, white and blue striped uh, trunks on. And off they go. Come on, he says, "Come on." Yeah. And uh yeah, Huo just uh, squares up with him and does that little one inch palm, Shit, heel, to palm <laughs> heel to the Solar Plexus, palm heel to the Solar Plexus. And a flurry.
1: This this fight's not bad. Like it's not one of my uh one of my favorite ones. It's more like the uh when Rocky fought Hulk Hogan in Rocky <laughs> three, yes, yeah. you know it's kind of like along those lines, but there's some cool there's some cool shit that he does, like he picks him up by the neck and then he wraps his leg around his arm and you know does like a kind of throw when he falls yes um there's some there's some cool stuff in here, and you know to be fair, he does get slammed to the ground a lot, <laughs> like, oh, he does get tossed around a lot because he's so goddamn you know his opponent is so huge.
0: There's that scene where Hercules picks Huo up over his head like an overhead press and then throws him. Yeah. Apparently Nathan Jones picked up the stunt man like that and threw him like actually threw him and got a little too zest- zesty with the throw and when he <laughs> threw him he broke the stunt guy's ribs, he had to go to the hospital. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. Yeah, pitched his ass out. And uh Jesus. Yeah, but they yeah, he falls uh Huo drops drops uh o'brien here and one of the boards comes off the edge of the ring exposing some big spikes yeah. coming out yeah and that
1: that fall that that did break the board that looked great that was a great fall
0: there's a couple of falls here that one looked great there's a fall where hercules like dives on his chest and you can see oh, his yeah, face yeah, yeah. smack off yeah. the, the canvas yeah he he almost nathan jones almost broke a couple of his teeth on that fall they wanted to go they wanted him to go to the hospital but he said no i'm gonna f- finish filming and he stuck he stuck away. nice so yeah Good and anyway th- yeah, but then they he he damn near gets his face spiked when yeah he goes over the rings here or over the ring and huo saves him here and then he gets flipped and chucked around a bit more huo does uh he gets bear hugged to death almost Couple of times,
1: yeah. Overall, like I mean, it's but I mean you got to understand this guy's kind of like a, well, you know, I'll call it pro wrestler. Yeah, uh, he's not he's not doing the Greco Roman. He's doing like the old school. Uh, he's doing the old school uh, Grand Prix wrestling. You know, jumping yes. off the turnbuckles and and all that. He does a big dive, and uh, I love how Woe catches him on the knee and the elbow. Which yeah, that w- which would not work. Tim would not do a thing because you would just blah. that would <laughs> like, just shatter would, your femur and your humerus, yeah, just pancake <laughs> him. But you know, it was it was. I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting, but whatevs. But, but that's when he when he falls out of the ring and almost caves his head in onto those spikes and dies, yeah, almost which
0: impales his fucking skull on those spikes. You know, but
1: he grabs him by the ankles and stops him. But that wouldn't stop him either. Like, you no. Know, somebody that size falling that fast. Like, wouldn't. oh, hold on. I'll grab his ankle. It's like, no, no. His yeah. head's going in there. That
0: would have stabbed O'Brien in the back of the head and launched Huo into the fucking fifth row. But, like a, you know, O'Brien. You know,
1: thanks him and,
0: like, a trebuchet. <laughs> <laughs> um, he thanks yeah, him and, like, raises like his arm. Yeah. So happily, uh, you know, admits defeat there and raises Huo's arm. Great. It's a cool little scene. I like it.
1: They were doing stuff like that back in the day. They'd be just like, hey, why don't we put uh, Gentleman Jim uh, Johnson up against this Chinese fella? And (laughs) and take uh, charge admission. Like, you know, those days, (laughs) those days, you know, those late 1800s, early 1900s, like, shit was just going off. Like, back then. Like, just crazy shit like that all the time.
0: And we get a bit of a newspaper spin here where uh huo wants to start the the Chinese what the hell does he want to start? It's the
1: The Chin Wu Athletic Association uh in Shanghai.
0: Yes. He wants to start that and Jin Sun gets word of that and invites him to have dinner and in this beautiful again, this beautiful set yeah dining man, they, room thing. They and killed it's... it. Oh my god, it's so good.
1: There are not dimmed some and I'm starving. Like, I know. It looks like, so good. It's like, man, that's a, it's, it's probably prop food, but it looks delicious.
0: It looks really, really goddamn good. And Jin Sun offers him his favorite wine. And I like that Huo is like, no, no, I stopped drinking a long time ago. And uh, yeah. just bad choices all around. And Jin Sun's like, good, good for you. Let's have tea. And, like, doesn't press him at all, just switches to tea immediately. It's great. Yeah, the last time
1: I had wine, uh, it was splashing up because I was – killing chin in your wine cellar and Rice, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know i had wine and blood flying into my mouth simultaneously kind of ruined it for me kind of ruined <laughs> wine
0: a little bit of ptsd there yeah but it's good he talks about his vision for the future of like i want to make this a sport i don't want to kill people or have people hurt each other like we should all learn from each other and make this into a sport where we can we can do this and get better together it's great it's a cool little speech and Jin Sun just buys in Wholesale. Yeah. It's great. They have a little discussion here. And Jin Sun basically says, I will go where you go and fund this. Uh, yeah. Whatever it is. Like, I'll leave and I'll... And Huo was like, what are you talking about? Like, this is where your life is and your restaurant and what about all that stuff? And Jin Sun's like, nope. I'm with you. I'm in. Let's do this. And pulls out the money to do it. Yeah. That's the guy. That's your, that's your man. Yeah.
1: You're like, it's good because... I mean, he turned his back on him when he was being an absolute piece of shit. And he's like, I'm not going to be your friend. Uh, What you're doing is wrong. And then he fucking kills a guy, right? Because he didn't listen to his friend that had his back. And now he comes back and he's like, yeah, I was totally wrong. You know, you were right. And he's like, okay, we're friends again. All
0: right, we're good. Here's <laughs> some here's some food and some wine. Nope, here's no wine. Food. Okay, One. tea. No
1: wine? All right, tea. All right, let's go tramp <laughs> the country and
0: set up a sports association. Yeah. Like, and they do. All these people show up and we're reciting the motto of it.
1: It's great. It's awesome. Very cool. That's a, I don't even know how they got that shot. Like that must have been another crane shot because it's it's showing the people reciting and then the camera just like moves up spins around, does a 180, and, and shows Woe and Jim on the steps. I thought it was awesome. Great,
0: great shot. And then another great internal so- shot here of this poker game where all these shitbags are trying to set up Wu for failure at the next tournament. This What's his name? Mita? The yeah. Japanese, uh, foreign... Table full of
1: fucking douchebags.
0: Fuck these guys right in the face. They're trying to set him up to lose so that the Chinese don't sort of swell with pride and resistance here. To the Japanese and the British. Dude
1: kind of looks like the translator from Chinese Connection.
0: He kind of does, right? He kind of does.
1: Maybe it's the kind of the facial hair, but he kind of looks like him a little bit.
0: This, uh, this story of Huo Yuanjia is actually the, the basis for the Bruce Lee Fists of Fury story. Uh, the, the poisoning the poisoning of yeah. Huo Yuanjia is the basis for Fists of Fury. So I thought that was kind of cool, too. Teacher Beginner was poisoned
1: by these biscuits. i oh. will find the real killer and bring him teacher. to justice. <laughs> the kid was like, "So why did you kill my teacher? Then why did you kill my teacher? Why, 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 why?
0: <laughs>
1: So amazing, so great.
0: Ugh. So anyway, they, they they plan to set. Huo up here to fight four guys which is the opening scene of this version of the movie and jin sun is just telling whoa hey man you're not gonna fight four guys what the fuck is wrong with you like yeah. <laughs> not, what are you doing and Huo is essentially saying you know i'm gonna fight these guys we're not gonna it's a sporting contest that's what we do now and that's how i'm yeah. gonna do it like we're not gonna kill each other and it's it's four guys come on man i've done that before like he's He's trying to talk Jin Sun into agreeing with him to do this, and for the yeah. betterment of the sporting society. And now we get a goddamn beautiful scene. This is, this is probably this, my favorite yeah. scene in the movie, between yeah. Guo and Tanaka. Tanaka is so great.
1: Tanaka's amazing, and he's so, he's so confidently measured, if that makes any sense, like, yes, he's measured, but he's incredibly confident. And the two of them are both very kind when just the way that they're shot it's it's really cool
0: well, they have a great conversation here these are two guys who are incredibly good at what they do and there's no reason to mad dog each other and trash talk each other we're going to go in here we're going to figure out who's better that's it and i love the way tanaka talks about have you had japanese tea there's many different kinds and who is like well tea's tea it's not a big deal he's like no mm. no once you try it you'll taste the subtle differences. Yeah. And, you know, they're they're obviously paralleling this with the style wars of martial arts. Of course. You know, and Huo's argument is, no, man, the styles are all just what you learn. You put yourself into it, and it's the man or the practitioner who makes it really, really good or not. The mm. only battle that you're fighting really is against yourself to be as good as you can. And you can see how hard that hits Tanaka. Yeah. Where he's like, you make a a really good point.
1: You make a good point, but it also uh, has an impact on Tanaka, but it also, at this point, finally shows the character arc that he has been on, going from a drunken piece of shit that just wants the adoration of everybody in town, to this very intelligent and and humble man yes having a conversation with a man that he's you know they're going to kick the shit out of each other so yeah that's a really great scene
0: it is i really like i like seeing fights like that like i know we talk about the ufc a lot i I, i'm not a big trash talk guy like it's funny sometimes but like i like it when like there was a fight a long time ago well not a long time ago like a few years ago between uh Robbie Lawler, and Rory McDonald. And the lead-up to the fight, they were great. Like, they were all all the press conferences were, were, you know, so do you guys have any beef or anything like that? And both of them were like, no, man, we like each other. Like, he's cool, he's cool. We're just going to go in there and and try and kill each other and find out who's better. Like, who's going to win that night? Like, that's all it is. They were cool. They were shaking hands and hanging out and having a good time. Serious. But... Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever seen that fight, but... Holy shit, that was a fight. It was incredible. If you ever have a chance, if anybody listening has not seen that fight, watch that fight. Because, holy shit, you want to see two guys they'd left at all. But again, no animosity. And Rory McDonald called it one of the greatest moments of his life.
1: Do you think that that mad dogging and stuff, though, is just to kind of boost ticket sales? Like, do you think a a lot of those fighters. Yeah, I really like I'm going to. Fuck your shin, and then I'm gonna fucking <laughs> piss all over your ear, and
0: I think it throw does. your foot I, into yeah. the
1: crowd and hit your dad in the face and stuff like that. Like, yeah, you know, it I, gets, I think it's to yeah to to you know sell soap.
0: It's to put butts. I mean, the, the UFC is in the ticket selling business, right? They're not really yeah. in the fight business. It's it's yeah. what puts asses in seats, and unfortunately, trash talk does that because people see beef. It's WWF. It's they. You know, a lot of people like the. Uh, You know, I I get it because it's the entertainment business, so you got to be entertaining. But for me, the entertainment is the fight itself. I don't really give a shit about the lead up to it.
1: Yeah, you make a good point there. So,
0: I don't know. Anyway, they they go into the fight here with Tanaka. And I really like uh, Shido Nakamura here who plays Tanaka. He's a great actor. This dude really plays this Mm. part well. And his little handler here. I think it's Mito is his name. I think. But piece of shit, piece of shit, that fucking guy. He, uh, Mito is saying, you know, you have to win this for the pride of Japan or whatever, and all that silly shit. And Tanaka's like, how about you go fuck yourself? I'm gonna yeah. do what I do here. We're gonna have a fight, and you can go take a bow somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's great. And they call the two guys up, and I love Tanaka in his, in his blue judo top and his, his hakama. Yeah, man. it. He
1: looks great. And the two of them come out, and they just, they're just, they just so respectful of each other. And again, we're back at that spot at the beginning, which is gorgeous. Like, so nice. just really, really great.
0: And I like when the ref is like, okay, we're going to. And Tanaka goes, wait, this isn't fair. You've already fought three guys. If you want to reschedule, it's totally cool. Yeah. And Huo is like, I appreciate that. Thank you. But I'm good. Let's do this. I'm like, all right cool, let's do this. And they square off and off they go. It's it's really great. Like, I like the like you said, the respect and everything. It's fantastic. And then they square this, up and off they go and this is a fucking good fight.
1: This is fast. This, this, this fight starts, like, fast as shit. So, Tanaka's got the sword and then uh has got, got the, got the three-section three-sectional stack. stack and they are just flying, and the thing that I really like about this fight is it legitimately looks like two guys trying to murder each other. I've it's, never
0: I've never seen a three section staff used this well.
1: It's amazing. Yeah. Like what what do they call that? Sa- Sajigun? Sajigun? Something like
0: that. I honestly forget the 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 name for it. I always just call it a three section staff because I'm dumb.
1: Yeah, that's what I always call it too. Yeah, three section staff. That's what I call it. And you know what? When you say three-section staff, everyone knows what you're fucking talking about. Yeah. And if you pretend that you don't, you're just being a pretentious dick. Oh, what do you mean? Three-section staff? Sec- oh, you mean the <laughs> Oh, you knew what I meant, motherfucker. Why are
0: you Why are you playing? To- why are you playing? You are you playing? <laughs> but
1: this is great. And then they do this, uh, they do this little flip, jeté-type move where they switch. So now Tanaka's got the three-section staff. And Jet Li is holding the katana. And Jet Li is quite comfortable with the katana. Yeah. But, uh Tanaka, uh, Tanaka, is, Tanaka not. is not comfortable with the three-sectional staff. And then has a moment where he swings it around and caves the back of his <laughs> own fucking head in.
0: To the delight and, of the Chinese watching.
1: Yeah. The Chinese all find that hilarious. And uh, that's when he stops. And they trade back to their own weapons i which, love that that was so great yeah I, I thought that was awesome
0: quo stops when he realizes oh he doesn't know what he's doing with that and just holds yeah. the sword out in front of him like here take this and we'll tra- yeah. and then they trade back yeah it's fucking fantastic and they end up after tanaka breaks the three-second staff into three sections that are separate can, without the can, chains latching <laughs> them together can
1: i can i just say something really quickly about that please how fucking real did that look? Ugh. Like how fucking real did that look when he brought that sword and slid it down and cut the chain and then swung it and cut the chain? Like if that was a real sword, and he cut the chain. It, like it could also cut fucking Jet Li's wrist off. Yeah, <laughs> like his fucking head was, off. Yeah, yeah, like it. There's a certain level of. Um, You know, we know that it's a movie fight, but there's a certain level of realism in here that I really liked and appreciated. Like, when he cut that staff, I was like, fuck, nice, nice work, because that looked like he really swung a real sword and uh, chopped the (laughs) chain, so I appreciated it.
0: It looked awesome. You could see the little chain links fly off. I was like, ooh, that's awesome. Yeah, it looked very cool, and then they end up in a stalemate where Tanaka chops at... Huo's neck and stops the blade at the neck but Huo has one of the sections of the staff right up under Tanaka's throat neck. and ready to, yeah. to, to cave his neck in with it and then tweet and that's the end of the first round which ends as a draw
1: but that little that little Mexican standoff they had there was the opportune time for Asshat, Asshat. to <laughs> poison his uh, fucking, tea. fucking tea with arsenic and, and he takes shit. a nice big old
0: sip of it. And he fucking takes a drink. And god damn it. Fucking dipshit. I hate that guy. And he's just watching him do it too. Cold. Yeah. And this the round two here is hand-to-hand combat. So This was
1: fucking solid, man. Like, this was good.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tanaka changed into his white gi here. And, man, the fight between these two is great. And Jet Li does a great job of acting like, oh, like, fuck, something's wrong here.
1: Yeah, he's he's fighting and he's fighting well, but at the same time, he's like grimacing in pain and he's just like, oh. And then he starts fucking puking blood. Well, which the, fir- is the first disturbing.
0: person view of while looking at Tanaka punching and the blurred punches just coming at him and he can't really see. Yeah. It. But then, yeah, he vomits blood all over Tanaka's sleeve and his shirt and everything and he kind of collapses and everybody's like, what? The shit is happening right now. Like, what's going on? He didn't even hit him. Yeah. And Tanaka kind of backs up and puts his hands up. Like, what's going on? What's up? And Asshat up in the crowd is like, finish him. He's right there. Do it now. He's such a piece of shit. Fuck that guy. Yeah, he is a piece of shit. Anyway, Tanaka goes and sits down. And they obviously take a time out here. And Jet Lee Li looks like ass. Like, they put green color on his face or something. Because, yeah, you know, he's vomiting everywhere with the blood... And he wants some tea, but it's gone, and there's, you know, cakes and shit there. And they all have this little, like, hey, man, like, Jin's son is there. And he's like, you you need to stop. Like, you need to stop right now. But he says no.
1: But, I mean, he drank the arsenic. There's no saving him now. Well,
0: and that's what he says. Like, I already drank it. The toxin's in my blood. Like, I'm done. So yeah, let me finish this. Just let me go do this now because I'm, I'm done anyway. So what's the point yeah. of stopping? Fuck it. Let's just finish this. <laughs>
1: If I was there, I'd be like, "Yeah, you're making a lot of good points there."
0: Right? Yeah, he makes all the points, <laughs> all right. as long as your opponent right, doesn't mind on. having blood vomited on him. Yeah, but all his whoa's disciples here are starting to obviously break down and cry and realizing, like, "Oh, he's gonna die!" Like, this yeah. is the last we're gonna see of him. And
1: makeup job is sorry, I didn't mean. No, to No, it's, you it's off, tremendous. Say, the makeup job's tremendous. Makeup job is amazing. Like he's pasty and crusty. And there's shit on his lips. Yeah. it's not just bloody lips. Like, his lips... You you know, you've seen crackhead lips, right? It's crackhead (laughs) lips, yeah. You're just like, what the fuck? Oh, Jesus.
0: Yeah. Um, It's that white, crusty shit when you've been out in the desert for three days. Yeah, man. Not that I've been out in the desert for three days, but you know what I mean.
1: No, but it illustrates the point. Yeah. But uh, it's amazing. And then uh, Asshat Poisoner comes over and starts talking mad shit to Tanaka. And Tanaka's having none of Tanaka that.
0: is having none of that. Fuck that guy. And they go out to square up again, and Tanaka says, like, we don't need to do this. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Dude? Like, and, the, you know, the yeah. crowd is cheering now for, for Huo to get up there and do his thing. And it's now, re- Tanaka now realizes, like, you did something, you fucking shitbag, to his little yep. pissant handler. And they get up, and this is where you get them squaring off again. And Tanaka's speech of, you know, you don't need to do this. We can call this off. And Huo says, look, this is my spot, basically. Let's yeah. let's finish this shit. Yeah. And Tanaka says, look, man, I'm not going to hold back. And Huo says, great, let's go. Good, that's what I want. Like, this is what it's supposed to be. And they I, fucking keep going.
1: I do like in a lot of these films, like, even in Ip Man, like, there's a... Certain honor between, you know, we had the, you know, the Japanese general and Ip Man, and even though there was a war going on, the Japanese guy was still kind of a piece of shit for, you know, invading his country, but he was very much like, you know, treat him with respect, you know, we're going to follow the rules and, you know. We're not going to, we're not going to cheat. No, I'm not going to fucking shoot him. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you know, put I, I, gun away, I, I like dickhead. that. Yeah. Put that gun away, you ass hat. <laughs> but yeah, when, when they go back out there, I mean, Tanaka is, is getting the best of, uh, getting the best of WoW. Yeah. Like.
0: It's just, good, man. They're like scrapping hard.
1: It is good. Like the, the hand to hand aspect of it. I mean, the wire stuff is pretty convincing. But the way that it's shot is really good, and this is great because they keep showing the reactions of the crowd, and I yeah. and I love when they do that. Right, like you get a lot of the crowds just like, oh my god, he's gonna die,
0: and whoa won't give up. He he's down, and he's Huo, bleeding. Yeah. He stands up, wipes the blood yeah. off, and goes at him again. But the crowd's not cheering anymore.
1: Yeah, they're just standing there, just like I don't want to cheer for this.
0: Well, it's like the, it's like the crowd all. watching Edward Norton beat up Angel Face, Angel Face. Right, they're just like fuck. Like I don't want to see this. Yeah, you know, and fucking Tanaka punches Huo right in the throat, right in the throat, my neck, and like the blood goes everywhere. And this is where Huo does that, you know, magic. I'm going to punch your bones out through your back punch.
1: Yeah, and Tanaka misses the
0: block, but he holds back. Yeah, and Tanaka knows that he holds back. Yeah, and Huo just kind of smiles and then falls over and collapses.
1: Yeah. Whatever, whatever that. I wish they had a name the move in here. It's just like I'll punch you in the titty and break your scapula. You know, whatever. Um, The titty punch scapula move. (laughs) Titty punch scapula (laughs) explosion of death. But yeah, he knows. He knows that that he lost because it's like, hey, if he wanted to, he could have sent my nipple. out through my back can you imagine getting punched in the chest your <laughs> <laughs> nipple pops so out of your back you, you ah, nipple fuck. pop out the back <laughs> now i got a nipple on
0: my back yeah, back nipple god, god damn it, it. <laughs> fuck man but, but i love tanaka. when the the ref comes up and takes Huo's pulse and is like yeah and he goes to wave the fight off and tanaka says mate like wait yeah and then he says he won and holds him up And puts his arm up and says he won and then bows to him as his friends take him over. Like, he knows he lost and he made it known that he lost to the entire crowd. Yeah. It was great. Great. And then Poe dies on stage here. Yeah. And even the British guys are clapping, but then Asshat is yelling at Tanaka as he's leaving of like, what the fuck was that? You know, you're going to let these people rise up and blah, blah, blah. And Tanaka, man, that look when Tanaka turns around and looks at him
1: yeah man do you remember that look that the rock made at the beginning of the rundown yeah he was gonna go take the fucking ring like this guy this guy fucking pulls it off man like i was scared i was he walks walks him back to that
0: post yeah yeah you're a disgrace to the japanese and then leaves like it's fucking awesome and then everybody mobs whoa here on the stage as he's as he's lying in a puddle of his own vomit and dying yeah and uh that's that's Kind of a wrap here, if I'm not mistaken, because they well, there's the shot here of the ceiling as it's spinning up, and I think they just Which it's looks the stars. I, like an yes,
1: and then yeah, it turns into the stars, and he's out doing his forms,
0: doing his spirit forms with moon. Moon comes up and watches him, and uh, ah, they got reunited at last, sort of. Hey, but not really.
1: we're, we're both so is moon dead?
0: Uh, I don't know, I hope not. I liked her.
1: Well, I mean, maybe someday.
0: Someday, yeah. maybe that's I yeah. Mean, in the end, and she's looked, she's, she's some watching some him, of... so she can see.
1: Yeah, she can see, and the ceiling is obviously a big eye that you know, like it. Yeah, pans up through.
0: So maybe it's oh, like, yeah, like she, a, yeah. a, a look into the future of the reunion when she finally does die. Maybe she sees him and is like, "Oh, look at you doing your forms," and I'm crying. So, but they're happy. Hey, lovers' reunion. I can Correct. see. I can see in the afterlife. I can see that. Yeah, Life I is can good. do forms. <laughs> and then they go through yeah. the, the the little subtitles outro here of, you know, the the form the the his sport federation expanded to x number of countries and is all over the world now and Yeah. It's great. It's pretty cool. It's it's kind of sold in this movie that Huo Yuanjia was a widower with no kids and sort of left no no heirs. But he actually had a bunch of kids. He had like seven grandkids. Oh. oh. Afterwards and he as I think as of 2006 when this movie came out uh he had like 11 grand great grandkids so he did have heirs that carried on jesus most of whom were not actually very happy with the way he was pro- portrayed in this movie jet lee and this film crew was actually sued by huo's family <laughs> for how he Why? was portrayed well because they were like oh you, you made him look like a douchebag and picking fights and killing people and what the fuck man but the 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 court the court case was actually thrown out and resolved they were like this is a movie fuck off like they just made him up <laughs> they <laughs> yeah. exaggerated for the film take a hike jesus so yeah man yeah. I, I i really enjoyed this film i thought
1: i i i thought it was great i actually kind of liked how he went off on that kind of bad way tangent
0: yeah like, it added being a, a lot to the movie.
1: and losing it and you know when somebody goes that way and they rise back up it just makes it makes it more uh, impactful right it makes the if you fall down and you get back up that's a story if you fucking stand there you're just an asshole standing here that nothing ever happened to so that's right just like that you know like some of those Star Wars movies like hi I'm Ray I'm the best at fucking flying the Millennium Falcon oh what's this a lightsaber (laughs) oh fuck (laughs) 5 seconds and I'm the best in the world. Oh. What's the force? Oh, I can control people's mind. my hero. Let me give it a try. Thinking mm. you're just like, "Oh man, this bitch could do everything." Like, you know, this is the most boring Star Wars movie of all time. All so time. I do like I do like how uh he goes on this uh I do like how he goes on this journey, like a spiritual journey. Like there's the physical journey, but the real one is the spiritual journey.
0: It is, and that's my favorite part, as we were mentioning at the, the his time in the village. Yeah. Alright, man. Um, this, I'm telling you, man, scores are going to be high. Like, music, if you'd look at soundtrack in this, uh, Shigeru Umebayashi's soundtrack is great. The score is incredible. And the foley's wonderful. Like, it's everything's really good about this. The, it pulls you into the mood. It keeps you where you should be. With respect to what's happening on screen, it's really good. I'm going four and a half fists out of five for soundtrack and foley.
1: Yeah, I had four fists out of five for soundtrack and foley. I thought the music was amazing. I thought that the uh, foley was really awesome, especially like with the weapons, like just yeah. hitting. And sometimes they have those high drones um, where you know the music and sound is cut, but you like there's a weapon in someone's face, and you can just hear that. Yes, <laughs> like you know, like the weapons just singing a it's tiny tiny ringing. bit. Yeah. So yeah, I I I had uh, four fifths out of five for the soundtrack and foley. Thought it was great,
0: really great. And I I honestly cannot go less than five fifths out of five for acting. It's really good. I was, <laughs> I'm five on that. Are you? Yeah, I can't go less yeah. than that. Between you and
1: me, between you and me, I'm five on the next two. Um, yeah, but, me too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, between me, and you, I'm and our two pigeons. five fifths Five fifths out of five for the uh, for the acting. I thought he was great. All that village stuff was fucking amazing. Jin was amazing. Chin was awesome. Chin Even was though we tremendous. died, he was like everybody was good. Even the when he was young, like the little kid that played him was awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. There was no parts throughout this movie. And again, I watched the two hour twenty minute director cut. And yes, I found it a little long. But I was in the movie the whole time. Like, nothing ever happened where I was like, oh, okay, this fucking guy. None of that happened ever. Yeah.
1: Um, there was not a no. moment where I rolled my eyes at someone's acting. No, Or, God, like, no. even questioned, like, I mean, anybody. Like, anybody under any role. Like, even the even the cleaning lady that pops her head out the side, oh, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's just like, yeah. oh, she did that pretty good. Yeah, nice work. She was great. <laughs> and, again, like you said, five out of five for martial arts. The martial arts are wicked in this movie. Yeah,
1: I I think that the martial arts... And, you know, when I talk about the martial arts, I talk about the actual uh, fighting aspect of it. But I also include, you know, how it was shot. Yes. And how I include, like, the environment and the lighting. And I also include how does it tie into the actual story of the character. And check, 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 check. Like, yeah. right across the board. It's... You know, a little bit more of the Chinese wire-type work, which is not so much my thing. Yeah, but neither. nailed it right across the board, all of yeah, it. Yeah, when you think 100%. about it,
0: there's three fights in here, at least three fights, maybe four, where they're fighting on a raised platform. And that could become repetitive and boring. But it's not, because they use yeah. the stone platform, they use that big bamboo scaffolding thing with the posts, they use the big, ornate, final four guy pagoda pavilion thing
1: yeah and, and then the they use the big ran. circus
0: tent like it's always yep. changing venues even though the fighting is is basically two guys on a race platform
1: i gotta tell you when they were on that high race platform though i was getting the you know classical test an squeezing i was definitely getting some test of squeeze <laughs> about that they they roll right off the edge you're like oh geez fuck take away from the edge holy times. crap Jesus. a couple times He
0: goes over, but yeah, no, I have to go five. Yep, me too. I don't think there was any defenestrations. Mm. I don't think. I don't remember windows. The windows got broken out of the restaurant for the wind to come in when he fought Chin. But nobody went through the window that I remember.
1: No, I I don't don't think so. I don't think anyone got tossed through a window.
0: Sam Hung would probably not make this movie better
1: yeah this is one of the few some of the ones we watched that are real turds. you're just like oh my god samuel hung would turn this Crush like this. samuel hung in jujitsu like when we did jujitsu with yes. uh, nicholas oh. cage we're like man, make him samuel hung <laughs> would fucking fix this movie this movie could be like one of the classic cult classic films this film stands on its own and uh did an excellent excellent job so i don't think samuel hung's needed and you know, we always do the Would William Hung make this worse? And I think it'd be I think it'd be great if he was just the dude on the stretcher that got his leg broken by Chin, and he's just he's just that guy, right? He's just laying there, and he's like, "Oh,
0: oh, my leg! I have no professional training in wushu." You know, like you could make him awesome. you could make him the the Mito, the little asshat guy that poisons the wine. Or poisons the tea. Oh, yeah. And have have Tanaka make him shit his pants at the end of the movie. That would be awesome. That would be okay. But, yeah. It would
1: be great if you just had the the tea on the table and, like, William Hung's head just kind of slowly rises into frame (laughs) from behind the table. Looks left, looks (laughs) right. (laughs) Switches the tea. Slowly goes back down under the table. That's his whole part.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, well, I think that's a wrap on uh, 2006 on Fearless. This was fun. I enjoyed this one. Yeah, man. It was good. We're bouncing way back in time for the next week. Way back. We're going back to 1981. And speaking of Sammo Hung, this is a Sammo Hung-directed movie from 1981. This is The Prodigal Son. Wicked. Yeah, I'm excited. We're going to have another Sammo Hung-fest in here so uh this is another one i haven't seen i'm so excited to do this podcast because i'm getting to watch all these cool ass old movies that i haven't seen yet it's great yeah me too loving it all right so coming up next week 1981 the prodigal son on you have offended this podcast thanks everyone